AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm GM. And welcome to Bar Talk. Summer sky sensations. Paradise changes. You're my eyes in my dreams. You're my melody. I'm with you forever, forever, forever. Silver, gold, September, forever, forever. Musiciansradio.com I was laying there when you walked on by the earth and I knew this was a lie was a lie You took my hand and you said to me follow the beat and you will 
Welcome to... Oh, hang on. What should I on? Oh, take that's, a guess. Spin oh, the wheel, on. Gareth. I went to... This is Welcome this, to the Mint Factory. I was going to say the Omar Sound Effects show. <laughs> uh, Dan's good at them. No, we are. That, welcome to Bar Talk. Episode 35. 35. Yeah. I remember when I was 35. Were you? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were still 35. No, that's my, uh, that's my waist size. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Has that grown well, with 36. the episode numbers or has it <laughs> stayed roughly no, the same? I didn't put any weight on over the summer, actually. It's good to be back, though. Over the summer? It is the summer. What are you it, talking about? That's right. Well, <laughs> it hasn't finished yet. I'm, well, like, I'm still eating my breakfast, right? Give me, oh, yeah. give me what time. Do you got? <laughs> You're going to do breakfast review this it week, It is, I actually. Think. Yeah, breakfast review is the flying power uh, energy drink from Aldi. That's, uh, that's my <laughs> breakfast today. Well, before you get too carried away, Gareth, I know you, I know you berated no, me last time. Free for sponsorship for those bastards. <laughs> Welcome to the new episode of Bar Talk this week. Coming off some absolutely pop tracks. We'll get onto them soon. You just heard Lamalo with uh, Sunrise, Reprise, and before that, Chores featuring Acacia with Forever. We'll get onto them soon. We're going to talk a bit about them soon. Um, uh, first both, off- both of those tracks would have made the uh, <laughs> the dance mix on New Year's Eve, those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I, it's just the sum, they're really, you know, you're getting those summary tracks come through at the moment, which is what I'm finding, which is appropriate, of course. What? But, you know, they're easing back into the new year with some yeah. cheeky summer tracks. I know, look, um, how do people write music in summer when you, like, because I thought your guitar strings are all, like, you know, they're all- They do detune very quickly in the hot weather. They're going out of whack all, Humidity. all over the joint. Um, that's, why, that's why nobody in Queensland plays guitars between about the, the months of October to March. It's too humid. <laughs> Really? Is yes. that is that a real I don't phenomenon? Know. Uh, that's a non-verified Daniel <laughs> Daniel fact right there. Okay. <laughs> so what do they do in Tassie during uh, the winter months? They like uh, everything. Well, they play extra fast to warm up the fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I used to do on the really cold mornings back at, on the house I grew up on on the farm I grew up on. We had uh, you know, the, remember floor heating? Remember when that yeah, used yeah. to be really popular? But it was good floor heating. But it was very uneven. So in, in some rooms it'd be really hot. In other rooms, you'd be freezing. So, yeah, like mod cons in the country. Oh, absolutely. 
you think we're backwards yokels back there, but we we knew our shit. It was very <laughs> it was very energy inefficient. Like that, <laughs> that shit like would always put up your power bill in winter. Yeah. But you know how I'd want my hands in the morning on those like minus two degree mornings. You'd put your hands on the floor of the of the bathroom, my parents' bathroom, because that was the warmest one. I don't know why, but they managed to put the because it's all to do with like the density of the coils. If you do it really tight, obviously, like the coil, you know, it goes back and forth really tight. Yeah. You know, it's going to be really warm. Mm. And so I'd just put my hands in the morning on in my parents' ensuite on the floor for like three minutes at a time, flip them over another three minutes, and they'd be nice and toasty afterwards. Cool. That's yeah. Was that a really useless tip? Because nobody <laughs> has nobody has floor heating these days. A Dan a Dan hand sandwich. A Dan <laughs> a Dan hand toasty sandwich. You know what um, I you know what I did for a sandwich yesterday because I. Because I, I froze some over Chris. No, I froze okay. some. Okay. Sandwich story. Sandwich story time. You go yours first. Yeah, I, I defrosted some um, turkey from Christmas. Defrosted turkey. Yeah, it was still good. Oh, like I froze okay. it. We sealed it up and froze it at Christmas so it wouldn't go off. Mm-hmm. Tasted pretty good. Yeah, that, that's my sandwich story. Oh well, I ordered uh, I ordered uh, Uber Eats yesterday morning because oh yeah. Couldn't be bothered getting out of bed. No, <laughs> well, it was 41 degrees. <laughs> By the time I got yeah, out of bed. Give a break, folks. That's, uh, think about that. Okay, folks. It was already at the top temperature of the day when I got out of bed. Right? It was a nasty, nasty day <laughs> yesterday. Um, Uber Eats, uh, another freaking free sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> make this the third one. I ordered Subway. Um, Did somebody say free sponsorship? It was the first time I'd ever ordered Subway. First time I'd ever had it. Okay. Um, What's your review? What's your Well, I ordered, I ordered a schnitzel- Six foot, uh, six inch sub, uh, just mm-hmm. a schnitzel sandwich, lettuce, mayonnaise, and beetroot and tomato on that. Uh, but I didn't eat it, right? Because I got, did other things, went away, got something, got something oh, else yes. while I was out. But I had, I also got a toasted, uh, what do they call it? A jaffle. Uh, um, I didn't know they sell jaffles at Subway. Yeah, ham, cheese, and tomato, jaffle. Ah, uh, okay, yes. Now that was nice. I had that, I ate that straight up. Mm-hmm. But I thought, no, I'll save my sub for tomorrow. So I went to eat it this morning, and I'm not kidding. I just couldn't go near it. It was the most disgusting looking thing I'd ever seen. Did you, did you forget to put it in the fridge? <laughs> no, no, I was in the fridge. No, okay, no, no, it was fine. No, but like <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I got charged like ten dollars for this thing, and it's the size of uh, um, a toasted sandwich from McDonald's. That's yep. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so no bueno on the uh, no, subway. No, I'm not going back to subway. That's it. No, no. As as, as true subway time. fashion, push them underground. Yeah, well, you get free sponsorship from us, you can fuck off too. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody say, fuck off, Subway? <laughs> uh, where are we? Oh, yes. I should probably talk before we get too carried away about what we just we're, played. We're already being carried away. I'm very carried too away. That's okay. We can still mention it. Um, we started off on an absolutely ripper dance track uh, by two, Chores featuring Acacia. Two tracks were really cool. The first two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one's courtesy of Nick Knack. Um, and I'm just trying to remember where these guys are from. Probably f- from Cherland, Cher to the Cher. Trying to remember because I know, I know. Even though, yeah, even though Nick oh, Max, also, still- we sold our first t-shirt to a because we, we've got t-shirts now. Oh um, yeah, I've got a t-shirt today too. You got one too, yeah. yeah. Um, we uh, we've got AMR t-shirts. So if anyone's lucky enough to know us personally, you can get one for twenty five bucks um, from here at the studio. But uh, I saw one yesterday. To a the first person to buy an AMR t-shirt was actually a Kiwi. Oh, boo. So thank you, Not Margaret. Boo. Thank you, Margaret. Chair to the chair, Margaret. Uh, NZ represent. Oh, Kia Ora. That's the other one I've been hearing lately. Kia Ora. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a. That one means- I thought that was a cordial. <laughs> <laughs> Cotty's Kia Ora flavour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
No. Uh, Another Chores free sponsorship. Is, Chores is from is New this? Zealand. She's been doing really well, actually. Yeah. Doing a lot of, of playing with a lot of pe- really cool people. See, she's getting a lot of love from other places as we well. Played and not, we played one of her tracks not long ago, I think, on one of the shows. I can't oh, remember. Too, yeah. Yes. Nah, she's been doing really well. Um, great stuff. And, okay, she's from Australia, so a bit of cross-Tasman love going on there. Oh. Keep up the good work. Enjoy your summer. I uh, hope it isn't too rainy like it is over here today in classic Melbourne fashion. Look, it's um, it's been worse. After that, though, um, we have yeah, a I, Sydney artist. I saw you post this, and I actually thought that this was a – I thought that you were sharing some story from the program Sunrise. Was I? Oh. When you, when you shared it. And it, but it was sunrise, sunrise reprise. I thought it was sunrise, sunrise surprise. I thought you're like, hey, check out what happened on sunrise this morning. Uh, but no, what Kachi did today? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, yes, but this. Well, I mean, sit, sunrise is filmed in Sydney, isn't it? And uh, Lamalo is from Sydney, so you know. Hello, hello, Lamalo, hello, Sydney. Can we get another reprise? Because that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool dance dance banger. Um, yeah, no. Cheers to Firestarter for sending that one in as I well. I watched the video for that too. Oh, you have watched the video? Yeah, I did, yeah. Was it, was it any good? Um, of course it was. Nothing's <laughs> no, Everything's always good here at AMR. They've already um, played their shows. I'm just looking at where they played. They've been playing around, around Sydney. I'm very disappointed that, that they haven't got any more shows coming up that I can't plug. Yeah, everyone's sort of staying home at the moment. Um, one of the big cancellations was, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm still crying about this, and that is uh, Voyager. Oh. Uh, Voyager. My, my Voyager. My Voyager. <sighs> Your voyage, uh, your cancel, band. Had to cancel their national tour. Uh, but um, uh, also, on, on top of Voyager, was because uh, Scott K plays in Voyager, he's also got his own uh, solo project called Absent Hearts, which we've played. Yes. Uh, on, I think they got a triple crown as well. Uh, but because um, uh, he was a support act, he doesn't get to support him his own band either. I know. It's like just a double whammy. So it was it's like, like getting hit. It's like getting pulled like, by, the dub- my, by the double barrel. Here's one of my favourite prog rock bands of for forever voyager and uh and there's and oh it just not happens to be one of my favorite prog instrumental artists supporting voyager cool <laughs> i've got my i just i just need one day out in february and that's it but no just can't have nice they canceled things, it can they, they just saw it. gareth is going to be so fucking disappointed <laughs> we're just going to cancel it on him and um and he's gonna have to put up with it and drink his cheap old drink his what is it um, is flying. it actually booze or is it no it's just a, no it's just a energy drink. energy yeah. no wonder you're so energetic this afternoon you're just excited no I'm just, I was waiting all day for you Dan oh okay yeah <laughs> I I I do keep people waiting that's my thing I've got to I'm gonna get this out today because we're rec- I'm recording two shows today I'll, yeah you got to so keep your energy levels up I'll, go, <laughs> I'll pump it out now I'll go have a snooze later bit of a bit of a nap. But yes, Lamalo, thanks. Great stuff too. Really love the instrumentals in that one as well. Just really good, really good bit of bass drop there. Um, up next, we're actually going to be well soon. I'm going to be uh, playing the interview that I did the other day with Wade Jackson, mm. absolute legend, with his uh, new album. I can't believe his song didn't make the top fifty. Sensationalized. Like if I, I, I actually could have made Came it. Came through right at the end it, of the year. That's what I mean. Made the top fifty, but it, it, it made because we had an awesome dance mix track. So uh, dance. It did make the dance mix. mix remembering. Um. So it was yeah, it was one of the top tracks on that. 
But yeah, Sensationalize is his new album. Um, we're going to be playing uh, one of the tracks off that soon called Wild, which is an absolutely brilliant track. Which I haven't heard. Which I don't think you have heard, no. Uh, then, But the whole album's brilliant. When you do get a chance, give it a listen. But um, before that, we're going to play one more track um, from King Stingray. Oh, yeah. That. I was supposed to get the info up for this. Um, I have got the info up for Oh, it. have you? Oh, cool. That The what the uh, event that I saw. Oh, uh, oh, oh is it, no, it should be in there. It should be in there. I'm pretty sure that they were playing at uh, at the Music Bowl. Hang on, stop, 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 stop. That'll do. Um, yeah, I just oh, they're playing with Emily Waramara. Yeah, as these, well, I believe. it's such a fantastic. A uh, lot of uh, Indigenous influence in this band. Um, definitely a mixed race band, and they've got. I oh, just love the elements in this. The didgeridoo coming in. It's just really good mixed mixed language song as well. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of. Uh, indigenous tracks are yeah. yeah no but it's just again I really do mm. love it just really really brings out such a such a cool you know uniqueness to it which you which I just love um, the track's called Get Me Out and I believe it's about it's pretty much self-explanatory it's it's pretty much just about getting out of the city and enjoying life um, and it's a really good song or getting into the city for what though well I, I'm very rarely go west of Springvale Road <laughs> as you know I did you don't actually, get out, of, out in the country that much. Come on. I'll tell you all about, I'll tell you all about Friday night a little bit later. All right. Um, but uh, I noticed that, uh, cause King Stingray did actually pop up on my newsfeed. Noddly enough, I think they're playing at the, I think it was at, we'll at look, the Music eh? Bowl. Let's have a quick look. Um, because uh, Melbourne Music Month, they've called it because it, it's normally just a week, but they've, they've extended it to like, I don't know, over a number of weeks. So go to Melbourne Music Week, check out the page. Uh, but, uh, they, uh, they're extending Melbourne Music Week, which we're going to check out on Friday, which we'll tell you all about that a little bit more later as well. When's this come out? Tomorrow. Uh, it'll be out tomorrow. Yeah, so we're they're, playing it on, they're playing on Feb 20 at the Bowl. Yeah. Uh, with Seagus Ruby Fields as well. That's going to be pretty fun. Oh, yeah, they are. Sydney My Music Bowl. Yeah. yeah. That's um, going to be pretty good. And tickets are really cheap too. I think they're only 12 or 20 bucks or something. 20 bucks. I would definitely say if you're keen on going, definitely um, pre-book your tickets. 20 bucks for tickets. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, that's better than the um, price that we should have paid on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got well, someone to thank big time a little bit later. Yeah, that's going to be a cool little gig. Check it out if you're around. Um, yeah, uh, get me out. Great track. Good stuff, guys. Keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, and yeah, we're gonna, as I said, uh, interview, in, the interview's coming up next with Wade Jackson. Hope you enjoy that and his track, um, Wild. Did I get the song right? <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. I did. Yeah, hope you enjoy, uh, hope you enjoy Wild as well. Great track. And hope you enjoy my chat with Wade. And we'll be back, Gareth, with a bit more of this little bit of, little bit of fun. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's We're play it. Let's play it. King Stingray with Get Me Out and Wild by Wade Jackson on, um, Mum talk? Sure. We'll go with that. I've been working for a long time I think I've seen you before And I'll see you again We're not gonna slow down There's a place where you 
Jackson here, and you are listening to AMR.
Yeah, folks. Take all of that in. Every single iota. How good was that, people? I'm, I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. And I know you will too. You better enjoy it. That was wild by the absolutely sensational Wade Jackson, who has very recently come out with his uh, new album, fifth album. So, to, you know, would you believe? So, the man's very accomplished. The album, of course, is called Sensationalize, and it's out now. Um, you've all probably heard about it because Gaz's been banging on about it for the last, last month or so. We've played one of his tracks off it. And you know what? I'm so keen because he's on the phone right now from Sydney, ready to chat some shit about the album and maybe chat some shit about each other. Uh, please give him a warm bar talk welcome to Wade Jackson. Wade, are you there? G'day, I'm here. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I know it's a very sort of uh, balmy day today, both here and up there in Sydney. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's very balmy today, but it's good uh, good excuse to stay inside with the uh, fans running. It's a good run. <laughs> That's it. Keeping hydrated, I hope. Very much so. Very, very much. much so. Very nice. I heard I heard beers on the cards later for you. Definitely, I was uh, I was almost tempted to crack one uh, crack one before the interview, but I thought I'll yeah I'll I'll behave. We were we were talking before we started started the interview about uh, you about you know what drinks we prefer and that in certain situations. You were mentioning in winter you're like a more of a stout guy, bit of red wine that sort of thing. But in summer, on a day like today, what would you normally go for? Oh, definitely, definitely reach for the beers first, yeah, uh, and then then maybe maybe a nice white. Oh yes. Um, I do, I do, I do like a white, especially in summer. That's fair. That's fair. Like uh, when you say a beer, though, we're talking like a lager or something like that. Yeah, I um, I'm a bit of a pale ale man, and uh, but I do like a lager from uh, from time to time. You know, if they if they're done well, there's so much. Um, I got a pub across the road for me that's got about thirty different beers on on tap. But uh, yeah, it's. It's uh, it, it can get a little bit confusing at times <laughs> when you get like a pineapple pine, pine, pineapple mango licorice flavored beer or something like that, which nice. is <laughs> a little scary. Because you're in the middle, you're not too far from the center of Sydney. I know you're sort of in the area where Young and Jackson's is located. I know that. I was going to say you must like a good new towner. Uh, I don't mind a new towner. Yeah. Don't mind a new new town. Yeah, I'm, there's sun tap everywhere here. So I was going to say it's still pretty popular down here too. Like it's in the Fitzroy areas. You know, it gets 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 on tap a few places. I know a few places it's on tap, and it goes down nicely if you if it's there. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 very popular. I mean, it's still uh, it's not in every pub because you know, you know there's still got your uh, Tuies and VB uh, army out there, and and of course of course rashes. Yeah, I've never quite got Tui's. I think it's like the same for me in VB. I've never quite got the Tui's. It's just, it's all right. Uh, Tui's dark, I like, but just, you know, the regular Tui's can't. It's not, it's not going to be my first choice if there's a bit of choice there available for me. Yeah. Same, but hey, <laughs> if it's free, it's free. If it's, yeah, true, true. And that's why I'm a musician, folks. They always give me Tui's as the writer. Exactly. <laughs> well, Thanks for uh, opening up on that that el- elaborate description of your your drinking habits. Um, <laughs> but again, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm so keen to have you on because I have to say, good job with the album. It's such a nice, nice, concise piece of work. It's only what it's less than forty minutes long in total, but there's a lot going on there. A lot of very like there's a nice bit of variation, really good instrumentals throughout the whole thing. 
comes together as a really good theme. So I must say, good job. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you like it. And, uh, it's been uh, been been very quiet, uh, you know, apart from the fact that uh, the good folks at Broken Stone Records heard it um, through a, a dear friend of mine uh, and uh, signed me up to the label, so to speak, which was that, that was that's always encouraging. But uh, yeah, to to you know to make a uh, I guess experimental. I guess you art rock, avant-garde style record these days is um, it, it, it's very difficult uh, to keep people's attention uh, given all the social media and, and everything that's out now. I think the attention spans, what is it, less than 30 seconds now. So it, it's it's a tough ask, but it, it, it uh, didn't stop me from being delusional about putting the album out and thinking, yeah, this is going to be the, the big one that everyone's going to love, but... Yeah, I'm so glad that uh, that, that you, you're all doing it down there. It's not, it's not really the uh, TikTok-friendly album, is it? <laughs> Certainly not, no. no. It's, um, I, I did, uh, my, my friend I was talking about uh, before, Liam, Liam Judson, uh, he uh, plays as Louis Goldmark now and uh, was in Bells Will Ring. The first time I, uh, I showed it, we, we sat down and listened in my studio to, to the whole album and he just turned around and said, are you okay? <laughs> I went, um, yeah, yeah. And he goes, awesome, great. <laughs> I was going to say, this, this particular album, the first thing I noticed about it was it just captured 2020, I think, in a nutshell. And, and that, that makes sense because I, I see that you did write it actually during when sort of everything was hitting the fan. So, I mean, was that your intention from, from the start? to create this sort of piece of art that was reflecting the world around you? Or was it a case of it was just a happy accident? Um, I, I think it was a happy accident. But I, I remember when, when you know, when the lockdown uh, was announced here here in Sydney and I guess right, right throughout Australia. Uh, and I, you know, that, that to me was, and I know a lot of people suffered and lives were lost and everything, so I've, I've got to be actually careful. But I put it, but that to me was like a green light to... Okay, the government's going to pay me some money to sit in my house and make a record. So I, I, I took full advantage of it, and I just got—I uh, immersed myself in it um, so deeply, and it was basically all I was doing. I mean, I—I I, I live alone, and you know, I—I call my parents in the morning, and uh, maybe call a couple of friends, and then I just get straight into work, and you know, I created this, um, this whole scene of. You know, a, a, a exaggerated city that falls apart, and it becomes this dystopian, um, uh, you know, city where where witches were roaming and all this kind of weird. It was, I, was, yeah. I also started watching that uh, The Walking Dead as well, which oh, okay. probably, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to go with this. So, yeah, it probably didn't help. <laughs> didn't help says, at all. But, it says the whole yeah, end of the world thing. That. Yeah, well, I, and I think I didn't. I didn't set out to kind of capture uh, what was happening, but I, I kind of accidentally did, I guess. I was going to say because you go on about this exaggerated city business, but I know you've travelled quite a bit throughout your career here and there. You've been to Europe and a lot of other places as well. Uh, but was there any sort of city that you had in mind, maybe that you visited that 
I guess, was you were trying to bring to the forefront of this fictional city, maybe something you were trying to mirror in a particular place you've been? Uh, not not really. I mean, the previous record, I, I, it, I just kept thinking about Berlin the whole time. So yeah. that, that was really at the forefront of my mind. Uh, I just kept thinking like grey, cold, uh, but but this time I didn't I didn't really have to because it, it, with everything that was happening it was, it was so crazy for you know, none of us uh, have been through that and to you know have this lockdown where so I'd kind of look out the window a lot uh, in the spare room where I had to set up my studio and um, look out the window a lot and I live on quite a busy street but there was there was no cars going by and it mm. just and then at night it was just so uh, you know, I felt really isolated and which I, I, I used as uh, sort of you know uh, to to write write the lyrics and you know and, and set the, the mood of the record. Yeah, so it was sort of you were you were sort of seeing you were sort of looking at what you were saying at the time and using that as inspiration to the scenes you were painting lyrically. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not not articulating it very well, but <laughs> it was like I'd go out occasionally, just go for a little walk at night, just you know, down the road or something, and and it was completely there's no one around at all, and it was, and it was such an eerie feeling because um, you know Redfern's it, it's it's very busy, and it's busy up to about one in the morning. So to have no one around, it just yeah, it just felt so. It was, it was weirdly inspiring. I was going to say was so the the album was completely recorded sort of solo yourself. Yeah, was yeah, it was, it was it was completely recorded from pretty much the first day or two of of the the lockdown announcement, um, and it finished just as we started. It kind of finished just as it started opening up again. So like that soft opening where you know you could go into. A, a bar and you know we're, we're signing into bars and all that was was brand new and you had to sit wait to be seated and you couldn't get up to, unless you're using the bathroom and so that that entire that entire time yeah it was just me up here and um yeah uh, what do you, what we come whacking away on the keyboard and the, <laughs> and the guitars and making a heap of noise finding <laughs> settings that you didn't know existed till now yeah, it's just going, what's this? <laughs> so how much, actually, how, on that topic, how much time you just, at the start, did you just sit down and go, okay, what does this button do? <laughs> well, I, I'm so impatient. I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I'm not able to sit there and, and go through sound after sound after sound. I, I usually will, you know, do, do a lucky dip and, you know, spin the wheel and go, where does that land? Okay, do I like that? No, do it again. No, 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 I like that. And then I'll get... I'll get a sound and I'll know straight away that's it and I'll and I'll stick to it because I, I, I very rarely will put down something. And go, I'll I'll change that later because it'll get uh, you know it'll change. I think it changes the color of the track, so I make sure I, I get it. But I, I choose quickly because if I if I start messing around too much, I'll get bored and go. Oh, I might just go out and watch TV, you know that kind of thing. So that's that's my uh, work. Far. I need to work fast to keep myself interested. Yeah. I was going to say, was this the first time that you've gone and actually brought this approach to writing an album, like doing it sort of at the same time as recording, or has this been the sort of path that you've been taking over the last few years? Well, this this, this sensationalised and the previous album, The Ghost Searchers Beside Me, I, I, yeah. it was a totally different approach to writing. I, I used to write, you know, I pick up a guitar and, you know, hum a melody and and do all that kind of thing like everyone else what most people do and you know then try and fit words to the melody and 
Whereas I, you know, so, something strange happened at the start of that last record where the process completely changed and I, I didn't want to mess with that. I, just, I, I almost felt, you know, it was a little bit magic and it was, I was a conduit to, for whatever was coming. So I just let it flow straight through. Uh, and that's why I started working really fast and, um, and you know, using uh, uh, mi- mixing the record, using that as a as a creative process as well. So you mean what? Actually, using the art of mixing as almost like an instrument in terms of getting like a different sound. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, I, my processes are kind of I'm I'm writing um, writing. Uh, playing the instrument and I, I mix as I go as much as I can. I mean, I, I yeah. go back over it and do, you know, I'll do a, a full day or sometimes three days uh, on a track or whatever. But it's, as I'm mixing, I'm, I'm creating sounds and, um, and you know, the, the, and and just playing with, even balancing volumes and stuff for me, it, it, it'll, it can inspire me to uh, vocally or something like that. So I know, I, I kind of know then when it's time to, Throw a vocal down, or a, you know, a scratch mm. vocal, or mm. so it's yeah. I've got a bit of a, uh, I've got a bit of a, a, a weird, I guess, um, method going on. But, um, I, I w- was told when I started to learn how to mix was there were no rules, so I went okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only rule. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my friend said to me. Because I said, can you do this? Are you, are, are you allowed to do this? And he goes, what do you mean? I went, well, can you put two bases in there? <laughs> Dude, there are no rules. And I'm like, ah, okay. Right. Excellent. <laughs> so hopefully it sounds good. Because <laughs> you mentioned like you mentioned before about how you were trying to be a bit more experimental than your previous records. I was just hoping to know we're in that process because then you, you're telling me going on about like this more it seems like this is more of a, a pretty logical progression from where you were going with your previous previous releases what what were you was there anything sort of consciously that you were looking at doing different this time in terms of the composition or even the I don't know the way you were putting the songs together um not really it's it, it I wish I could I wish I had a, a better better answer but I actually don't even set out to be Experimental, I, yeah. And, and one thing, one thing I, um, one thing I'm hoping really, it to be a pop record. Were you, Wade? <laughs> well, I yeah, it's funnily enough when I was in, um, there's a part in uh, in Nightlife where I was like, oh, you know, I want it to kind of sound as close to, uh, you know, something off off the wall by Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. And, yeah <laughs> I, was, I went, yeah, I want it to sound quite poppy in that bit, but but it it, it didn't. But uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've never kind of set out to do to make. Um, like a weird record because uh, nothing uh, nothing annoys me more is when people describe their music as weird. You know, oh, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm like, you- well, it's not weird if you you're trying to make weird music. I was going to say, do you think saying do you think it's an oxymoron? Like, if it, if you're saying it's weird, it can't be because if you like it, it can't be weird. Yeah, 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 it's just, it's, it's just, I don't know what people say, it's just like, oh, you know, it's, I bet you I've heard a lot stranger than what you're going to show me. Uh, <laughs> or I, I think if you're I, setting out to make weird music, <laughs> it's it's not going to be musical, it's it's going to, you know, it's going to sound, um, you know, like one of those kind of strange avant-garde yeah. albums from the 70s or something, I, I didn't go, oh, let's make a weird album. 
th- there's a weird comparison I was drawing, and you say experimental and weird and that. It's actually funny that you mentioned that because I, as I was listening through it, there's that one track where you have like the pre-recorded um, recording of them. They're like at the the evangelical sort of TV was it televangelical praise Jesus praise Donald Trump thing going on. And you know what that specifically reminds me of? I don't know if you're aware of the composer John Adams at all. He, he's, he's still around. He's, he's an American composer. He's big, in the, uh, big since about the 70s, and he's, like, pretty much past the baton from, you know, uh, John Cage, but he's a bit more rhythmic than that. And there's a, right. there's a particular piece that's called Christian Zeal and Activity, and it's pretty much like the organic version of that song. It's got, like, a bunch of slow-burning strings, and then it's got this famous pastor, you know, right, televangelical pastor just doing his, his spiel over the top of it. And that's what reminded me of that. So, I thought, you know, I could get that it's kind of drawing. I don't know if you've ever been compared to a classical composer before, but um, but that's what I was getting. Like, there's a lot of different influences in there. That you get these sort of like these sort of 80s thing, almost like, I don't know, not craft work or- or even Depeche Mode, or you know, sort of like that late '80s thing with nightlife, and then in the middle, you've got like this random sort of insert from God knows where, um, and I'm comparing it to an experimental composer from the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take that over being compared to Hootie and the Blowfish or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that um, yeah, that was. Uh, it- so I, I recorded that in New York uh, okay. about a year ago, and I was, sort of, um, I was messing around with some chords, and I thought, oh, what am I going to sing over this? And I, I just couldn't come up with a melody. And then I don't know what made me think of it. I, I wonder if I've still got that recording of um, the, the Street Preacher. Oh, is that – so that's – you recorded that on the street yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I recorded oh. it through my iPhone. Yeah, I was with, uh, with, with a good friend of mine um, – uh, Jonathan Sequera, who's, who made the Radio Birdman film, and we were we were there together. And I just it was we, it was it, there's no one around, and I just went, went, I could hear this guy, you know, the closer we were getting to him, and I walked up, went, this this guy's kind of preaching to no one, just standing there. And so I, you know, popped my um, popped my phone on record, and and he, he he that's exactly what I recorded, what you hear on the record. From right, right. That, there's, there's no more, no less. I didn't edit anything, and I. Mm. And when I put it in, I just it just felt really, um, really, really magical. It was something. Um, it just worked over the chords and the uh, and and I thought it was a kind of a good good segue into the next track. And yeah, you know, and and the fact that he was, you know, there was only probably Jonathan and I, and maybe two other people in there. And he was just so uh, so driven and so mm, mm. Uh, enthusiastic uh, the way he was he was preaching, and I just thought, well. And I, and I kind of pictured with with this album and the setting and this whole dystopian city uh, uh, stuff I'm going on about. I kind of pictured him on the street, you know, around around here, and you, you know, doing, doing the same thing. I was going to say, you talk about the actual order of the tracks there. So, was there were you really anal in terms of making sure that the order sort of fit this narrative? that you were trying to express in there? Did you want to make sure that the, the story that's being told resolves nicely towards the end and and seems like it is sort of this city that's falling apart and that sort of thing? Is that what you were aiming for? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I spent a lot of time um, getting, that, getting that order. I, I really enjoyed that process. You know, it's, it's pretty much, you know, the end of the, the tracking and recording. And so I... I, I just I 
I messed around with a few other ones, and I, you know, listened to it. And then when it, when I got onto this one, I wanted that to um, to open up because I always think about you know how it's going to be on vinyl. I'm always cautious of lengths, uh, and I and I thought I'd love to open up side B with with that with that um, with that particular yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. It, it and then I, I thought that the, the closer on side one, the outside world was uh, worked pretty good there. It was. So you flip the record and you go over and then because it gets a bit, um, you know, a bit heavy at times and a bit, a bit serious, a bit of serious rock going on there. I, mm-hmm. and I thought the start again was, you know, that it's got, got the line of, you know, settle down, you know, calm down, dude. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just take the pot off the stove for a second. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want it to be all doom and gloom and, um, and, uh, and 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 nasty, uh, nasty witch, witchcraft and so forth. I, I was going to say because it sounds like then you you were listening because it's I, I see that you were listening to a lot of a lot of music and that that sort of suited that lockdown thing when you're going to write it, which makes sense that it would influence that sound. But I'm guessing you have quite a decent final collection because you were thinking about that as you're going, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was, and it's. It's uh, somebody asked me the other day when I was listening to, and I while I, while I was making the record, um, I was listening to wasn't listening to anything in a similar vein. I, I was um, at night. I was listening to a lot of seventies um, uh, sort of R and B, you know, sort of yeah. late late seventies R and B. I was loving that uh, mid seventies. I really got um, I weirdly got hooked on Joe Walsh, uh, oh, and I right. I'm not a I'm by no means an Eagles fan, and a guy I know who in Scotland said, "I said to him one day, I said, oh, it's so hard when people ask you what your favourite albums are.'" And he he just went, "He goes, oh, I know mine." And I'm like, "Oh," and looked at him, and I thought he was going to say something like Pet Sounds, and he said, um, "Joe Walsh Barnstorm, Joe Walsh's first solo record." And I was yep. shocked. I didn't know what to say. I said, oh, my God, it's going to be some <laughs> southern rock, some horrific southern rock. And so I, I didn't listen to it. And then just before COVID, I, put, I, I found a copy of it. And I went, oh, I'll buy that, yeah, and put it on and just had my mind blown. I was like, what is this? This is not the Eagles. Uh, so I was listening. It was, to a it, lot was of- it like a moment when you first listened to you know the, the moment that everyone has when you first listen to All Things Must Pass, and you realise, fuck, this is what he wanted to do. This is what George Harrison wanted to do all along. Did it feel like that? It, um, it just it 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 just blew me away. I was, I, it, it, I, I, what what I couldn't the feelings I was having. I was like, why did these guys join the Eagles? <laughs> like what, what? At what point did he did he need to join the Eagles? And, uh, obviously, maybe it was his fun side project. I don't know. Like this was the music he always wanted to make, and the Eagles were just the fun side project that paid the bills. <laughs> well, this is well before the Eagles. <laughs> oh, was it? Yes. Yeah, so my Joe Walsh knowledge is very, very limited. Yeah, obviously, and, um, but yeah, I was listening to that, and I I, I really got into um, the Joni Mitchell album uh, Hijira. I think yeah. that's how you pronounce it. Probably. Uh, oh, we always mispronounce shit on this show. So, oh. yeah, yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I, I um, yeah, listened to that, and that's a very sort of insular, um, lonely record. I mean, yeah. I, apparently, she penned it on a massive road trip. Uh, right. Listening to that a bit, you know, during with my morning coffee, but I. Yeah, when I get into um, to that to that kind of workflow and, and and 
uh, I just, I, I kind of, it's all, all a bit of a blur. I just jump in there and, and do it. So I don't necessarily listen to, um, listen to much. Oh, the other, the other one I, I listen to a lot, which I don't know if you know, the, uh, the guitar, one of the guitarists, ex-guitarists from the church, Peter Coppez. Yeah. Uh, his solo album, Man, Child or Myth from 87. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Founded in a, founded in a record store in Memphis of all places. Right. And went, right. Sign. <laughs> I was say, uh, yeah, I was going to say for the yeah, you wouldn't expect like any of the like church's solo albums to be in <laughs> to be in Memphis, but I suppose they yeah, they were big for a while. You got people forget. Yeah, that. yeah. They, they were they were pretty big over there, and that that was through Ryko, which um, uh, Ryko uh, reissued did the, the early reissues of all the big star records and um, all that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that they. Reshoot um, uh, Marty Wilson Piper and mm. maybe even one of uh, Steve Kilby's albums as well. So uh, that was a good that was a good score because I uh, yeah I got home and I went oh this is this is a lot better than I thought it would be yeah nice you got a very I like yeah you got a very old school approach to even in this digital age like you really you got the very old school approach to records you really don't know what you're buying until you first put it on the on the needle. It's exciting, isn't it? I mean, it, it can end in, in, in tears. I've got some <laughs> really bad albums here. I, I, What's um, your favourite bad album? Like, everyone's got an album that's just so bad it's good. Oh, I don't, I don't know because I don't- <laughs> Are you, you too embarrassed to say? Is that, is that the problem? <laughs> yeah, well, no, you know when people say, like, I remember reading one, one of these tastemakers or something and they- and they were, what's your guilty pleasure record? And her guilty pleasure record was Led Zeppelin 2. And I'm like, are you, what? That's not a guilty what? pleasure record. I don't have a guilty pleasure. Like, if I if I love it, I love it. If I don't, like, you know. I'm, I'm guilty looking- pleasure isn't the same as bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. The whole point of a guilty pleasure is that you like it. <laughs> yeah. And everyone no, else thinks it's cheesy. I don't actually think. Are you think? Is it something that I'm listening to that other people would deem as bad? Well, that's or? a guilty pleasure, isn't it? No, oh, no. Is, uh, is KFC a guilty pleasure? If you're going to go in, in in culinary terms, yes. Oh well, then that that's definitely a guilty pleasure. I love the colonel. There's a bit of a mem <laughs> factor there. There's a blo- There's a Facebook group called Blokes and Their Zinger Boxes, and that gets a lot of. It's actually a lot of – that's the thing about those – you know, you've got the blokes in their ice creams, blokes in their breakfast, blokes in their zinger boxes. Like, it's probably – like, yeah, absolutely – it's these – the premise of these groups is that you go on there, you post a picture or a selfie of you as a bloke doing whatever activity that the, the title suggests. So, in the case of blokes in their zinger boxes, you're destroying a zinger box. Or, you know, you're chowing into one. And, yes, you'll get absolutely roasted, but – there is so much, like, it's such a blokey thing, but at the same time, it makes you laugh so much that you're getting self-roasted. That it, it is really <laughs> such, it's, it's, I think it's helped a lot of people during lockdown that, that you know, they're in, in such an Australian way. Like, that, yeah, it's a bit hard to explain. It's like, it's trying to, it's trying to explain Australian, you know, culture in an on-air format. Like, we love roasting the shit out of each other, but we know it's a joke to the point at where it actually helps your positive mental health. That everybody's just taking shit out of each other. It's wow over the over the zinger boxes oh over the zinger boxes. Well, then you got the blokes and their breakfasts, and it'll be uh, you know. And then the for- the the convention is to go. So, in the example of zinger boxes, 
Um, if you're going to put a positive comment, you go zing on, yada yada yada. Like, uh, or if in the case of you do not like their post, you go zing off. And then, <laughs> so, in the case of breakfast, it'd be brek on or brek off. Yeah, or wax on, or wax wow. off. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting an education in the modern social social media it's, it's uh, goings on. A shit posting, I think, is the best thing, the best contribution that I think Australia's made to the internet. The shit post is, is a purely Australian invention. We came up with it, but it's gone global and and it's really sort of, I think, exposed the world to, you know, modern hum- modern Australian humour. And I am so happy about it. Oh, awesome. I need to get involved in all this. Yeah, it was great during lockdown because it was just such a way of connecting with, with blokes and it's just, you know, good fun. <laughs> good fun roasting each other. D- damn it, I shouldn't have made this stupid album. <laughs> <laughs> Should have made should have made the roast album. Should have just been uh what was it? No, it was that um that uh blue juice. Remember they had the album that was just a roast chicken? Or it was like a big giant chicken? On, no, I didn't know. The, there's one with a uh, broken leg. Remember when Broken Leg came out and it was like it was getting played all the time. It was off that album. Ah, right. Because they they that was yeah. a band that never took themselves seriously, and the cover of their album was a roast chicken. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a roast chicken. No. I don't know if it makes a great album cover, but look, uh, it's Well, blue juice is blue juice, but uh, actually, actually, speaking of roast chickens, uh, you know the comedian Nat's What I Reckon? He no. Done, he did, like, the cooking shows. He did the cooking videos during lockdown, and he, he just did one on a roast chicken as well. That's- So, I'm educating you in, in things to watch. You're going to have to send me all of these things to, to, to watch <laughs> What am I doing? Sitting here making, um, you know, self-indulgent art rock so when, I be, <laughs> when I could be, uh, you know, reading about blokes and zingers and make, I could make some bloke rock. Yeah, wait. You know, do, do the film clip at Young Henry's and, you know, just did a pair of work boots, King G's and a singlet. And, and, uh, Come off with a, yeah. instead of uh, flicking, you know, doing the dramatic Dramatic takeoff with the with the coat like the robe or whatever in Star Wars. You, you come up with your dryer bone or whatever, and just whoosh, yeah, off she goes. Go. Pass us a draft yeah, for all, you, love. Sitting, listening to you know ironic music like um, "Horses" by Daryl Braithwaite and um, "You're the Voice" <laughs> and all that kind of thing. And later hey. on, you get get bit, get a bit fair income and put "Harvest" on by Neil Young. Oi, this is me. It's a new Oi. me. What Jumping Jack or whatever the name of that album was called was brilliant. Don't you dare diss. Like a no, um, fucking swing singing. Jack. I forget the name of the album. Whispering Jack. That's come on, singing it's Jack. Album, you don't know what it's called. I can't even remember what it's called. But don't I diss that album. What's a good album? What's a good album? It's not guilty pleasure if it's good. <laughs> exactly right. It's like I don't listen to bad music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to chat about. What I wanted to chat about, Wade, was because you're a well-travelled man, Wade. You're a well-travelled man. You've been everywhere: Memphis, bloody Europe. I don't know. Where, where haven't you been? I haven't been to Africa. Okay. Is that somewhere you do want to go? Yes. I do want to go, I do want to, go uh, to Africa. And don't, don't say Africa and think it's one country. Like, be specific. No. What part? I want to go to the Africa. <laughs> the Africa. Um, that place. I would probably, I'd love to go to Chad just because it's probably my favourite country name ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the internet rubbing off on you. Yeah, no, I've always I've always been fascinated by Chad. It's like I, I, I did meet a uh, I did meet a couple from Chad once, and I was I was talking to them for ages because I was so intrigued. I'm always intrigued by anyone that's travelled to 
or anywhere. And someone goes out to Dubbo, I'm usually like, hey, so where did you stay? What did you do? But, um, How's the Western like, Plains Zoo? <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good time. Um, but yeah, I'd love to go to, you know, go to Africa and um, love to go to Kenya, Ethiopia, um, uh, Somalia, well, anywhere, you know, that I can go. Uh, I've, I've friends that have done a, done a lot of traveling in Africa and I've, the, I love all their stories and I've really picked their brain. I've never been to India and I would love to go there as well. Yeah, I have. I guess I'm. I feel a little bit more travelled. That's. <laughs> I have been there, and it is very so much to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it, 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 to do it properly. I'm assuming you'd need you know a good, good at least a good month, good year or more probably. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's so, like see you, love. I'll see you next year. <laughs> Copy you next year. <laughs> oh, you don't forget up. the deli belly. <laughs> <laughs> I can do my own. Um, I'll do my own. Uh, what is it? Self-indulgent bloke rock. Um, in 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 India, they'd yeah. probably blow yeah. their minds. They would have never heard anything like it. I'm sure. Yeah, well, it'd be be great to. Um, yeah, I'd love to get over there sometime. Yeah. Um, I've been to Sri Lanka. That was amazing. I was going to say, I always like to ask this for people that have played around the world a bit. Uh, but where was there? Is there any particular city that sort of has maybe? you weren't expecting it at the time, that has sort of stood out to you as a really, really good place to play or get involved with the music? That I've actually played it, played in or that would I'd love to play in? We'll go, we'll go both because, I, yeah, where have you been that's been amazing and where would you like to play? Hands down, Spain um, was uh, amazing. I had a, my second album was licensed by a label over there, so I went over and did a tour and that was mind-blowing. I, it was the, the just the, the crowd was amazing, and they, and I I didn't even realise I was headlining on the first show. I went, what? It was you know sold out. And <laughs> what did they let you know in Spanish? Did they? <laughs> Sorry, did they let you know in Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> and that was yeah singing back the words, and I was like, this is uh, this is weird. Wow, I, I lost my like I was trying to sing the first track, and I could think of looking what are you. What are you, what are you singing? Oh, Weird. you didn't do the, oh, now it's your turn. Pulling oh, the mic at the crowd. <laughs> I wish I had it, but I, I spent a fair bit of time. That was actually a, well, I'll digress for a second, because that was actually a really, that first show was great, because there's this journalist there that came out at the end with a cigar and a, and a notepad, and he looked like exact cross between Keith Richards and Tom Waits. <laughs> and he came out and he goes, what <laughs> So it sounds like he'd seen a bit. And he, um, he, he is, I am Gonzalo. I want to ask you a few questions. And so he asked me, did a little quick interview out the front. It was great. And in the paper the next day, it had McCartney on one page, like a live review of McCartney because he played, played there as well. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, then it, uh, you know, had a little article with me and it was because um, I'd got, you know, learned a bit of Spanish in Argentina and it said, Wade Jackson comes to us with his um, guitar prowess and his Argentinian accent. <laughs> <laughs> sounds a little bit, sounds a little bit, a little bit like colonial, folks. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I've made it, made it. Um, it's like a guy from India up. that I knew that grew up in an internet, like grew up with an international school, had an American accent, and then when he went home, people had told him he had an Australian accent when he spoke English, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wow. Oh, international, international school accents are just- Move over, I, Mr. Pitbull. I'm Mr. Worldwide. 
Yeah, like, what is going on here? What it's like? It's like having the weirdest meal of like it's like a, a, you know Chinese and Italian mixed together or something in, in, in like like a pasta or a, a noodles and it's oh yeah it's strange hey, sounds delightful oi, I've made this I've made this I've made this comp before ravioli is basically the Italian version of the dumpling don't don't at me <laughs> I, I I'd agree <laughs> like it is. I'd agree. You say Chinese Italian food, but I'm sorry. Look at like my girlfriend, who is whose parents are Chinese and Malay. She just says spaghetti is the Italian version of noodles. Like she calls it spaghetti well, noodles, and I go no, 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 no. As a wog, as the as the uh, spaghetti authority in this household, it's yeah, it's I, when you think about it, it is yeah, it's pasta, noodles. <laughs> You can what's, make- the, what's the equivalent? That what's the gnocchi equivalent in in um, in Asian cuisine? I'm still working on that, but uh, I don't. Whatever they've used potato for. Do they I, use potato? I don't know. Probably every culture has stolen the potato and used it in their cuisine. I'm sorry, but like the potato is just amazing. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, true. Look at it. Like the Japanese, like Japanese have taken taken up potatoes. I think somewhere on the line. Don't quote, yeah. don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm not exactly the expert on Japanese cuisine. Like the, the actually, in, actually, speaking of India, like a very popular style of curry uses potatoes and tomatoes. I love that curry. I'm aware yeah. of that curry. Yeah, Anglo-Indian curry. And yeah, okay, Anglo is probably like the, <laughs> the word there that, you know, probably gives it away, but- uh, mm, That's a good curry, the potato curry. It is very nice. But you see what uh, I mean? Yeah, now I'm hungry. Um, tempura the- batter, actually. Tempura batter. That's why I was thinking of it. Apparently, tempura batter was introduced by the Portuguese when they were trading with the Japanese. The bloody Portuguese, yep. mate. They were. They really uh, were <laughs> were ahead of their time. <laughs> yep. Apparently, it's based off like a Portuguese batter. And oh. like the word tempura comes from a Portuguese word. Like, it's a very- Like, you look at their, what their, their word is for fried food, and it's very similar. Apparently. Yeah. Now they they know how to make some good tucker. Ah, I'm sure they do. Good times. I um actually that's oh that could be no the other city <laughs> I was I would pl- love to play in would be Tokyo. Yeah, I was going to say speaking of of the Japanese, they they've mm. I suppose probably probably aware of the same thing. Just the idea that they can latch on to you as a fan base. Apparently, once you get that core fan base, they'll never leave you. That's yeah, that, that's what I've heard. The most loyal, loyal fans. Um, I would, um, I mean, I love that country and I love that city and I reckon it would be amazing to play a, um, play a you know, good-sized show there. But, you know, minimum of 500 people. Whatever their, whatever their equivalent of Festival Hall is. There you go. Imagine that. I don't yeah. know. I'm assuming they're there a fair few places, right? Whatever your whatever the Sydney equivalent of Festival Hall is, you're probably like, what? What's he going on about? Um, oh, I did. I did play Festival Hall once. Um, oh, okay. And I was playing for bass for Bells Will Ring and supporting Pulp. Right. Many moons ago, it was. It was, that it was been amazing. Good. To play good you've, times. You've brushed up. You've brushed with some very. Very, very big names. Paul McCartney, fucking Jarvis Cocker, or whatever. Paul Co- and I, Co- yeah. Co- 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 Cocker's his surname, isn't it? Jarvis Cocker? Yep. Yeah. 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 I had a guy I, I knew that looked sp- looked like a spitting image of him, and I knew, like, I saw his face, like, oh, you look like someone I know. You look like a famous person. I couldn't quite put my put my finger on it. Then I saw a, I saw a video with, like, Pulp, and I was like, oh, that's who he looks like. 
He looked like a like an early two thousands Jarvis Cocker. Oh, he must have been a, a, a cool looking dude. He was yeah. very cool. He was a very yeah. He was a very bit of a bit of a shit talker, but in in the best way possible. <laughs> hip, very hip. He was very hip. Yeah. Um, I want to chat a bit about before we get too carried away. Uh, before we before we play one of your other tracks, I want to chat real quickly because speaking of live shit gigs, you just like a few days ago played your launch for the album. So I just wanted to chat a bit about that. How did that How did that come out? By the way, that was fantastic. It was um, I hadn't I haven't played a show uh, in my own as Wade Jackson, I guess as my, my own tracks in Australia for five years. Wow. Um, since my second album came out. and I four, just, four years. Last year didn't count. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, four, four years. And I I was extremely nervous. And then with the numbers and, you know, it looked like there was going to be another outbreak. Oh, um, yeah, true. I was, I was pretty, pretty nervous about it, but it, it was fantastic. Uh, it had such a great time. It was so much fun. Everyone there was um, just awesome and encouraging and they seemed to like it and uh, the other magnetic heads and Louis Goldmark played and that was so much fun and the venue Mosh Pit in Erskineville uh, it was fantastic small room beautiful sounding PA good folks so it, so it went uh, swimmingly that's what you want for when you've like got um, numbers limits and that at the moment you just want a nice smaller venue where you can get a bit more intimate don't you yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was just, it was just, it was a perfect, perfect size audience. So, you know, in my mind, I had, oh, it's going to look all empty, and but it was great. It was they were socially distancing as best they could, and um, the you know, the pouring cold beers and, and nice wines, and it was a, it was just a, just an all around good time. I'm, I'm, I'm very keen to um, get some shows happening again, and then hopefully get down to Melbourne. Yeah, it would be, would be fun to see you. That'd be good. I was going to say, did you actually? What was the setup playing live? Was it just solo, or did you have people backing you up? No, I had. Um, so I was playing a bit of guitar, uh, and then yeah. I had uh, uh, Liam Judson playing guitar, full time guitar. Yeah, uh, I was singing obviously, and then I had Darren Lane playing uh, keys, and we used um, so backing tracks. Um, okay, because just with. The numbers and the and the, rehe- the rehearsal time to be able to get a drummer to play with, um, you know, with 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 the backing tracks and clicks and all that kind of thing, whatever that you know, new age jazz is, would have been uh, difficult. Plus finances, so I, I yeah. couldn't expect you know uh, someone to learn all of that and do uh, do all the rehearsals. And, and that, the the way it the way that it worked out with the three of us playing, it, it was great because we could. We could rehearse uh, in just a, a small little room. We didn't have to have the volume up, um, and it, it kind of got it. We got it together pretty quick like that because we could, you know, stop and talk about it. Whereas, you know, someone's doing, you know, they're playing their what are they called? You know, on the snare drum when you know, you know, when you're playing a band and the, mm. the, the drummer's just always hitting the drums when you're trying to talk between songs. It's like, dude, no, uh, yes, it's over. I know the feeling. <laughs> you know. This is not the breakdown section. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, dude. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, um, so it's, I was going to say with the, with the types of songs though on the album, having that, that set up though would have probably worked really well for bringing those songs to a live setting. 
Yeah, it, it, it definitely, um, definitely, definitely worked well because there's quite a bit happening. And but it was also good to um, we, we kind of labelled it going off script. Uh, so we, you know, we we'd have tracks um, where it'd just be the three of us playing, so there'd be no backing track. And we kind of we worked that out. We did that as much as we could um, to just you know get away from it sounding too robotic uh, with with yeah. the with the backing tracks and and all that. So it. Um, yeah, you know, we we messed around with the songs a bit, to, you know, give them a give them a bit, bit more of a uh, live feel. Uh, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of boring if you go and watch a show and they they play played exactly like the album. I've never been into that kind of thing. It's a bit bit, bit boring, isn't it? Got to get a bit of variety in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that anyone knew the album, but you know, they they still turned up. <laughs> Really like that one, really? um, you know that that one you played after that other one where you were like yelling like a like a like a demented Dracula. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Who was doing the drum work? I was going to say they did a really good job. <laughs> the drumming, the drumming was incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was Isaac Amanoff back there. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Second law have- over here. Just had a, a, a set of kit up with like a um, blow up doll or something on it. <laughs> just a mannequin, know? just a mannequin yeah. to throw people off. Go, is he actually yeah. moving? Just an- animatronic arms, just moving up and down, not in time with the music or anything. Just like, just to yeah. give the illusion that there's something going on back there. Yeah, there you go. That's um, that, that, I'm writing this idea down as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like furiously scribbling notes. Album number six. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that, that'd be awesome to load the drum kit and everything in as well, you know, like get to the venue and put the mannequin together and all. Yeah. Love that. No, it's just like set up the drum kit as if there's a real drummer coming out and then right at the last minute, just sneak out the, the mannequin as you're yeah, about to do, start. Do the exact drum setup that, you know, Dave Lombardo and Slayer has. So you got the, dub, <laughs> the you know, the, the, the two bass, bass drums, the whole setup, like it's pristine, pristine. Like the one in, um, on, uh, Step Brothers, you know when yep. he goes, you can't touch my drums. That's the exact thing. <laughs> every show, untouched. Just, just more toms than you can. Uh, yeah, uh, something, something. A Tom Academy. I don't know. There was a joke there. I'd, uh, that's why they call me Major Tom. Yeah, there you go. Do, 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 do. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> let's let's get. I was going to say before we get on to talking. Actually, we'll talk about the next song we're going to play. Uh, because this song's an absolute ripper. It's a bit of a slow burn, but in a really good way. Like it opens up, it opens up the album, so it is really a sort of grab your attention um, kind of opener, which really, which I sort of got when I was listening to it. But I'm of course talking about the title track, Sensationalized. Uh, so tell us a bit about what scene you were kind of tr- try you were trying to set with this song, and what you were trying to aim in terms of it, because it's very much I've got a lot of instrumental, long instrumental sections. Uh, well, I was going for the whole hypnotic feel, yeah. uh, and especially as the introduction. And it was, I, I, I just thought, you know, with all, all the crazy social media stuff and, you know, mm. people getting this this weird notoriety on, on, these, yeah. on your bloody phone and all that kind of thing. And, 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 and everything just became so, became so sensationalized. And I remember saying, saying to my parents when they, you know, announced coronavirus it, it started spreading. I was like, oh, here they go, sensationalizing another bloody disease. You know how wrong I was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was just, that's kind of just setting the whole scene of that in my little world that I had going on, that if things had have gone 
you know, pear-shaped, the none of that would have mattered. Uh, you know, all all your um, all, all your your dreams of being this this star or starlet on on social media would would be dashed because of yeah. you know this the, the dystopian city. So I wanted to kind of set it of set it set the scene of you know you, you you're kind of entering entering that world and but you know you, you you're about to walk into a walk into a bit of a nightmare. So mm. setting it up to to say you know let's step step on in and see how we go. Nice, nice. That's cool. I, I suggest we should let the music speak in a sec. But before we do, uh, tell us where we can find your socials. Uh, your music, of course, the album, and I guess where we can keep up to date with what's going to be coming up in the coming months. I guess. Well, I'm on uh, I'm on all the the social medias that I that I put put a lot of shit on. Um, <laughs> I'm on uh, yeah. You can get me on Facebook. Uh, I'm WadeJacksonMusic.com. Uh, what else is there? Instagram. I've got about twelve followers on Twitter. If you want to become lucky thirteen, uh, sounds like yeah, a plan. And and Bandcamp, of course. Yeah, yeah. And so it's wadejackson.com for your website, which I'm assuming links to everything. Wadejacksonmusic.com. Wadejacksonmusic. I'm assuming there's another Wade Jackson out there that's taken taken that first yeah. one. Okay. okay. Yeah, he he yeah, he has. And there, there was a Wade, a, a pretty famous country singer in the uh, 50s, 60s called Wade Jackson as well. Best his, big hit was called, his big hit was called Sippin' on a Sud. That's Maybe you should doing. cover it. Maybe do like the electro electro experimental thing with it. Yeah, turn it turn it into some good old good old fashioned art party rock. <laughs> Wade, uh, sip it on a sud by Wade Jackson. Remix by yeah. Wade Jackson. Yeah, I can I can hear it now. It's full techno. Oh, and I'm assuming all your the music you're on all the um all the streaming streaming sites as well. To if people want to go and listen to the album in full. Spotify, Apple Music, um, what's uh, title? <laughs> They're yeah. all, all there. All of them. Wherever you stream, Lime your, wire. Wherever you stream <laughs> your sh- tunes. Wherever you wherever you stream, you should be able to find me there. You might have to dig deep, but you, you should find me there somewhere. Thanks, thanks to to Broken Stone Records and um, Remote Control Records for putting it together and getting us in touch and telling us about what you do, Wade. Because it's been been so much fun chatting. I want to thank you for coming in. Yeah, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and they're they're, they're good good folks at uh, Broken Stone and uh, Remote Control. And uh, yeah, I appreciate all their hard work. Tough times for them. Of course, the, the album is of course out now via Broken Stone Records. So please, please do um, give it give it a spin when you get a chance because it is a great album to listen to from start to finish. Um, Wade, thanks again. You want to tell us who you are and what we're about to listen to? I can do that. I'm Wade Jackson, and you're listening to the title track from my new album called Sensationalized. Yeah, take it away.
Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR. Seems worthless. Maybe I'll focus on music and work less. That'll put me deeper than surface level. I don't need heaven, find me devils. Walk bad trails, I'll be careful. This home is where I've settled. Two steps back and now I'm mental. I don't wanna say I'm sorry. And if you wanna talk, then call me back now. I don't know where I'm going. And I don't know the answers, call me slack now. Everybody tells me I'm alright. Never good enough, just fly on by. All I need is a ride or die. And a sack full of money by my side. But it's alright, I waited all night. Please come back to me. It's alright, I waited all night. Please come back to me. I don't wanna be on your mind. I'm seeing color blind now. It's black and white, except for gray skies and Welcome back. Welcome back. G'day. Yozo. How's it going? Good. Yeah. How was that? Did you enjoy that? Beauty. Absolute bloody right. Um, yeah, you just came off. <laughs> <laughs> you just came off Dead Worms' new song, Dahlia, which is off the, which is off the album off the same name, actually. And he set that in himself, too. Good yeah. On him. And before that, the title track off Wade Jackson's album, Sensationalized. Now, that was an absolute epic track. I haven't heard it yet. Hope you enjoyed all seven. <laughs> <laughs> you will soon. Hope you enjoyed um, all seven, seven something minutes of that. As we were saying, um, thank you, Wade, for for come well for joining me uh, this weekend and you know chatting all things, all things travel and and lockdown and and album and everything else. Um, and thanks again to uh, Remote Control Records and Broken Stone Records too for. supporting such a great artist. Mm. We should uh, thank our uh, our own sponsors. Do you want to start because I don't know where we're up to on this? Uh, well, we've only got three. <laughs> yeah, but if, you, if you'd like to sponsor AMR, uh, send us an email. Uh, AMRAirplay at mail.com. Or messages. AMR Australia on Facebook. Or AMR underscore Australia on, twi- on uh, Instagram. I was going to say Twitter, but we don't respond to Twitter. Yeah, well, we're on, we're on um, TikTok and Snapchat now. Are you monitoring the TikTok? 
Can, no. you, can you message TikTok? I've done a freaking thing on it. I'm not scared to open it. <laughs> and like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying you're to stay on Facebook. Get, you're, you're worried. Um, you're worried you're going to get, you know, monitored, eh? I can imagine when I'll be posting at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> on TikTok. Yeah, when I'm feeling all emotional. Have you sent any cheeky Snapchats, anyone? Here? No, nothing. Oh, okay. No, not, not, a, not a single thing. We'll have to, we'll to fine tune that before we start on that. Yeah. Um, Mm, might need insurance first. <laughs> Li- li- what is it? Uh, liability insurance? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get some. We'll have to get insurance. An insurance sponsor. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, talking about sponsors. Um, music oh, Factory Direct. Uh, MusicFactoryDirect.com. dot au as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. dot com. dot au. MusicFactoryDirect.com.au. dot au. Check them out on Facebook. Or call nine seven two zero four five eight one. Down at 55 Malvern Street, Bayswater. Yep, that's it. Give them a, give them a squiz. Yep. Say g'day. You'll hit, yeah, actually, uh, some of our podcasts will be uh, doing over the next, uh, well, some of the segments and podcasts will be actually on the Zoom mic that, we, that we bought from, bought at, from Music Factory. At Music Factory Direct, yeah. Am and the crew look after you. Bloody they know f- their stuff. Ads and cult, freaking awesome. Um, Suki, Suki Lounge, Suki, Suki Lounge. Suki, yep. We've been up there a few times yes. in the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, we Good saw, times. um, Bonnie Anderson, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you did, and you saw, um, the one and only Ella Hooper the other and, day too. And Ella Hooper as well as, uh, Zoe Fox. Don't forget Zoe Fox. Yeah. She was. Is that, that interview going to be coming out soon? Um, maybe. Maybe. We'll see how we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Look, it'll be, it'll be floating around somewhere. <laughs> Oh, Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we haven't got any music. She hasn't sent it in yet. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Gotta get on to this. Like people. this, uh, yeah. And who's our other sponsor at the moment, Gareth? Um, not Zoe's management. <laughs> um, at, uh, what's the other sponsor? Uh, Bizopt, um, uh, Bizopt is it? Solutions, of course. Yeah, bizopt.com.au. And, uh, oh, Dave might be helping us on um, a special project, which I sent you nice. the link yesterday. Um, music Victoria Grants. That's very good. Well, Arts Victoria? Arts. One of that, one of those. One of those mob. I should quickly quickly touch on it uh, too. Uh, Deadworm did send in, as I said before, his track uh, Dahlia, which you just did here before, which was really cool. Yep. Uh, he did come out with his album, I think, at the end of last year. Uh, he doesn't really say much about himself. He's got an Instagram Instagram page, so go and check him out. But he is from Melbourne, I did see on his uh, on his Spotify bio. He said, and I quote, doesn't do bios. So he just told us, he just said- I think Making he's, music in his bedroom. He just said he's making music in his bedroom, absolutely. And he's, yeah, he's nah, it's good. I really like it when people, police, as an artist, send in your stuff to amrairplayatmail.com. Look, two, two famous Grammy Award winners that made music in their bedroom, uh, John, John Mayer. Yeah. Wrote his entire album, Room for Squares, in his bedroom. True. And, uh, and got, yeah. And so did, well, Um, lived at his parents' house when he wrote, uh, when he, when he made his album, uh, what, what is it? Um, Making Mirrors? Something like that. Whatever it's called. But no, if Wade Jackson can do his album at home, you can too. Did Wade do his own home as well? Oh, see, yeah. I haven't listened to the interview. To, I don't know. As, as you would have just heard in the interview. <laughs> Everyone at home knows except for me. <laughs> That's why we record these in sections. And- I know. Yeah, we're well, not, not organised like, enough to do it in one take anymore. <laughs> I like the surprises. No, oh, you do like surprises. Turch, I know that. Turch, Turch has got his one take. You know, we, we won't steal. Yeah, we, we won't steal his thunder. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're out and about. They're doing stuff. Um, they they gave us a good old shout the other day on their yeah, first episode for the year. Mm. Um, they came on on New Year's. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, go and check out the people that um co-host with us every now and again. They do some. They put out some really good material. Mm. Um, now talking about co-hosts. Uh, uh, Heavy Reborn. 
This actually, this actually um, transitions very nicely into the next track. Oh, does it really? You're yes. Joking. Um, yeah, well, it's it? uh, out Thursdays as well. Was as Bartor. Yes. So uh, that's Thursday afternoon usually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Bartor comes out in the morning. Then, yeah, uh, heavy reborn. Heavy reborn. I'm so proud. In the in the guys. evening, it's an it's a freaking awesome team. Mick, um, Mick, Carly, and um, and uh, what's the other guys? Jesus. Holy Jesus. Holy Jesus. Hold me down and Jesus. give me the holy Jesus. Spirit. No, 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 it's Jesus. Um, you say the Jesus. Jesus. I did say Jesus. What? Jesus. Yeah. Who you got? Yeah. Who you got coming on this week? Uh, well, yeah, actually, it'll be out. Tonight, yes. Thursday night, yeah. Uh, um, 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 Katana ca- ca- Cartel. Katana Cartel. Katana yes. Cartel. And last week you spoke to, well, actually, you, you were chatting a bit about the co-host. It's a bit weird to say. But Carly, of course, brought out her, her brand new single the other day mm. and video, too, mm. which we shared on the page, uh, Dancing with the Devil, which we're actually going to play next. Yeah. Awesome. really cool. Awesome track, Carly's Carly. such, a, such a talented musician. And her um, production, she does everything herself as yeah. well. She puts everything together, videos, um, like the, the whole lot. Basically. She's such she a DIY who, yeah. kind of person, isn't she? Oh, she got the whip out. <laughs> Trust me. She's self-flagellating, she's, is she? Yeah, just like, a bit. She knows like, how to discipline herself. You don't see the true Carly when she's in the studio here. <laughs> I don't think. Now, Jay worked on the- oh, no, uh, have, you, have, you ever, have you ever seen Carly in the studio? I've never seen her anywhere else. I don't <laughs> <think>. <laughs> yeah. um, Maybe she's very relaxed in the studio. Maybe we're, we're really not gauging this properly. Yeah, this is, this is her escape, I think. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Carly. We love you. Um, but uh, no, we, um, we interviewed um, her fiancé, Mars, as well, which is- He's also her drummer. Yeah. Uh, we did a little bit of an expose. We'll be doing more of these, and you're going to do a few as well, Dan. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, just catching up with some of them. That's not not necessarily talking about released music, but uh, talking to some of the musicians, uh, some of the people in the industry. Um, it could be a sound engineer or a manager or a PR company or a bass player or a drummer. Whoever we uh, the, find, I guess, out in the real world. Yeah. Those, out in the wild. Those people that get pushed back into the shadows whenever. Yeah. Whenever there's a front they man don't on see stage, the light, light yeah. as much. <laughs> now you were mentioning Jay was involved with Carly's music with the video. Yeah, with, sure. he, he was in the video, was he? No, no, he just uh, he was helping out with um, some production. Yeah, very nice, very nice. The video's out now, and we linked it to the page too. So go and check it mm. out when you get a chance. Um, but yeah, we are going to play "Dancing with the Devil," which is the new single up really soon. After that, too, we're going to play another fantastic female artist putting out some great rock and roll. Um, Lucy Fransche- Francesca Dron. Not a name. Uh, what is next is the title, and this one was really cool. This was a bit of a bit of a left of center I thing. I can't believe you didn't oh, you did not set that up as a segue. What is really? next? What like is- I was going to ask you. What is next? Uh, I didn't even think of that. Oh god! I if saw Mick was it. here, he would have berated me. I saw me. it, and I'm thinking Dan's going to catch on to that. He'll he'll set me up here. No, normally I'm better than better than this. Mm, you've let us down. Yeah. No. This this one was um via KPR. And uh, yeah, really good. I had a lot of um, got a lot of throwbacks to uh, to a bit of um, what's his face? I was mentioning it in, while we were chatting in the break. I don't know. <laughs> Jeff Buckley. That was what oh, I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, very Jeff Buckley esque guitars and vocals too. Yeah, very nineties, but at the same time, really cool. March Fort Black Bear Lounge. Uh, yes, is a single launch. Uh, yeah, that's Lucy French up in Brisbane. Up in Brisbane too. Brisbane, yeah. Um, the EP actually, it's going to be the title of the EP, which is going to be out. It's already out now, actually. Oh, it's out. It was yeah. out last week on the twenty second. <laughs> Give it a check out. If, yeah. Check it out if you've got a check. If you've got a cheeky, cheeky minute or two. Yeah. But yeah, if you're in Brisbane, please go and check out the uh, gig if you can. If there's any tickets left. 
Um, if you if you are listening at home and you want to know where to find her, it's Lucy, that's L-U-C-Y, Francesca, F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A, Dron, D-R-O-N. Yeah, and you'll, been getting some I'm lots pretty of sure there's, there's no other Lucy Francesca, Dron. Dan, look it up, go on. <laughs> look it up. I, I'm, I'm going to stake my bet gonna be that like, there isn't a second one. No, nah, there'll be one in like some obscure it's American state. Probably in state, Argentina you know? or something yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? If there is, I, we claim this one, our one's definitely better. Yes. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to listen to music. I'm not going to compare. No, our Lucy's definitely the, the queen. Uh, <laughs> and she's where well, from from Brisbane, is she? Uh, Brisbane. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's she's up, up around that part. Yeah. Nice, nice stuff. Really cool. Cool. Um, up next, joke of the week. Before you can, oh, before no. you can say week is that's W E A K by the way. Yeah, according to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, joke of the week up soon. But before that, of course, um, and some more tracks a bit later too. But before that, of course, uh, we are going to play the new Carly Jewel track, "Dancing with the Devil." And after that, what is next? Bye. <laughs> Oh, Daniel, I don't like to read. Lucy Francesca Dron. On. Bartok.
Hello Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR.
welcome back to Bar Talk, episode number 35 with Big D and MC Gasm. Or as you've now uh, called us, hashtag Dan Gaz. Dan Gaz. Dan Gaz. <laughs> what about Dan Gasm? Dan <laughs> Gasm. Big, big, big D Gasm. No. No, I can't. No, I can't see. <laughs> We're getting Just too close. No, tell us you, stay on your, you stay on your couch. I'll stay on mine. Sounds like a plan. All right. Um, yeah, that was Lucy Francesca Dron with What Is Next. That was the last song, What Is Next. Dan, you've completely stuffed this up. Before that. Before that, though, it was Our Carly Jewel. Our Carly Jewel. Our Carly Jewel. We own her now. Yep. Yep. Dancing with the Devil. Yes. Um, which is a great. It was great that she actually let us spin the song before anyone else in the world. Oh, we got the we got the premiere as we part did. of Heavy Reborn. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it's actually just called Brand Loyalty. That is. Well, it was just it was uh, <laughs> it was a setup. It really was because it was uh, due to come out at midnight on Friday morning, uh, and Heavy Reborn comes out sort of early evening on a Thursday night. So we slipped it out a few hours early on. Cheeky. On the AMR Heavy Reborn podcast. Cheeky. Actually, uh, that reminds me of the episode we did with um, Jimmy. Jimmy, Remember the Jimmy Harwood episode? Mm Mm-hmm. And he let us us use his song a day before release. Well, Well, I'm saying that because he put the video up that he did um, the other day. Uh, for his recent single, and that's got air, getting airplay on MTV. So good job, Jimmy. I tell you what, no station will ever be able to get this exclusive. No, right? We actually released a song that was never released. Mmm, very nice. But well, who was this? Crystal Ignite. <gasps> a couple uh, of years ago. Oh, yeah. And she brought out a track that uh, was uh, just mm, yeah. She decided not to actually bring it out, but we played it here. Yeah. We did get a fair bit of that when the artists would play it acoustically. They'd play their acoustic songs, regardless it might be a single, might be an upcoming song on an EP, and they would never end up releasing mm. it, but you get those kind of cool exclusives. Uh, we've, also, we've also had music that was uh, never released, but uh, we've been given the music. It had been never sent out to anybody, uh, and the band broke up in 2015. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, back in 2010 it had broken up. It was, it was already... Yeah, it was already five years old when we got it. Right. Back in 2015. Mm. And uh, it was Rod Whitfield, his old band called Creech. Right. And uh, the reason why they broke up was because the, the lead singer actually got sick. Uh, yeah. And, and yep. just they couldn't continue. And and the whole thing got put to the side. And there was, I think, five mm. tracks out of it. It was supposed to be an eight-track album or something, and the five were done. Uh, so Rod slipped it over to us. At least it got some use. <laughs> yeah, five years after its, after its making. But, so. yeah. Um, Heavy Reborn is out, as always, every Thursday yep. uh, via the website, australianmusiciansradio.com. Go and check it out if you really like Heavy. Yep. Uh, the Mint Factory will be back very soon too. And uh, talking about the Mint Factory, we're actually heading out to a few events. Uh, we have already been out to a few events. Yeah. Um, we'll be checking out some of the bands up at Suki Lounge with our uh, with our partnership that we've got going up there with those guys. It's awesome. Um, and I think coming up, we've got uh, Press Club. Nice. And... Uh, who was the other one? <laughs> Shit, I can't remember. Oh, what the rack the memory uh, a bit afterwards, I'll, I'll I think, think maybe. I'll think about it. Uh, but, uh, we caught up with Zoe Fox a couple of weeks ago. That's all right. 
Uh, we as we pre- I, as we already mentioned. Yeah, yes. I had a chat. Well, uh, Loz and I had a chat to Zoe, um, but we can't bring out <laughs> music. Uh, but uh, we're going to say I was going to say you'll be putting up whatever whatever you end up going. Whatever we get, you are going to make sure you post it to the page, so you'll make yeah, sure you hear about it'll it. It'll be out if it's out. Yeah. Um, what, and uh, also we uh, we well we saw Al Hooper that night. You but, did. Uh, then the following week, week we went up and saw um, uh, Bonnie Anderson. Yes. Uh, the winner of Australia's Got Talent back in two thousand. <laughs> Seven, I think, as a twelve-year-old. Right. Well, you know, they yeah. grow up quick. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was fantastic, actually. Yeah, and um, she's also on Neighbours. Mm. Yeah, I've actually interviewed uh, the, one of the original directors from Neighbours. So, and I was, too many connections. Yeah, too many connections. I won't tell you about the time I surfed Colin and a petrol. Oh, damn! You've told us that so many times. <laughs> I have not. Oh, I won't tell you. The bullshit. You lie. Um, you always tell us. Joe here is joke of the week. No, is it's it not. time of joke of the week. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's play the let's play the ID. All yeah. right. Now it's time for Jimmy's joke of the week. Yes, it is. Ah, uh, Gareth, you said you did have a uh, joke for this week for uh, us this week. Um. Yep. Kind of. Um. <laughs> we're gonna both p- pretend we're dogs. Okay. Okay. Knock knock. Who's there? Dude, since when can a dog talk, right? You're supposed to bark oh. when someone knocks on a door. Woof, woof. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh. I got him. Yeah. Got him, everyone. Real IQ point there on this one. <laughs> uh, He's shocked. I He's absolutely he got me. shocked. I didn't even think. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> is that all you had? Because I didn't have That's anything. All I, had. I had one, but I've forgotten it. I just can't. My brain is completely hurting this week. I, yeah. Is it? Uh, you know why it's hurting I, so much? Yeah. Because I went to a show on Friday night. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You're still, oh, what's your still joke first? You tell me your joke. Um, uh, the, the the cat said to the dog, what what are we doing? And the dog said, mm-mm. <laughs> Another talking dog. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this shit on the flies. So I've got. We're gonna have Mick in here for this. <laughs> what did the cat say? I don't know. I just meow. <laughs> this is why it's called joke of the week, folks. W e a k. Look, I'll, I'll save it. I think the cat just died. It's all good. He's got another eight lives to go, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. Don't count. No. Don't count them. Okay. No. You, look, if you count the cat's lives, yeah, then. Your life gets shortened itself. Oh, is it a sign of bad luck, is mm. it? Yep. Ah, uh, yes, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Girl told me that one. Is it? Is that you? Oh, is that that, that girl you you um, listen to the tarot readings for, is it? No. Oh, okay. No. So who's who's no. Moon Girl? I just saw it. She keeps popping up on my feet. I don't know. <laughs> it's a random person you just befriended back person. five years ago, is it? Yeah. And what are they- that they message you directly with this wisdom, or do they just publicly post it? Uh, no, they message me. Direct. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. How, how much? How much? How much do you pay them for this advice? Well, they keep sending me bills, but I don't pay them. <laughs> like, Surprised they haven't gotten a rears process. Uh, yeah, they, well, they might. Have. How many angry letters have you received in the post yet? Uh, less than Donald Trump. Oh yes. Hmm. Uh, how many? How many do you think he's got? Um, none. <laughs> so I- negative then for you. <laughs> Yes. I didn't think that worked. What's a Just, negative letter? I, I, I thought Donald Trump only got <laughs> letters asking for pardons and, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he just has the Diet Coke button. 
Oh, yes. Did you that. hear about that? He's actually had a Diet Coke button. Like, <laughs> what did it do? Like, dispense? Yeah. Dispense a Coke? No, because he'd or? press it and then it'd send a signal to the kitchen and the butler would come out with a, on a silver platter. So, with he a knew he, he needed a, a Diet Coke. Yeah. yeah. Was just a- and then apparently during meetings and that, he'd, as a joke, he'd say, this is the nuclear button and then he'd press it casually. <laughs> Say what you will about Donald Trump, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> this is the nuclear button. <laughs> I've got 30 missiles pointed at China. <laughs> Only 30? <laughs> that's like uh, one Very point- big that's missiles, like one point- I assure you. That's like 1.5% of their missiles. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them. Shh, the rest don't work. Shh. <laughs> that's um, why there hasn't been a nuclear war, not because they, they everybody's been hesitating off the buttons. None of them work. They forgot to maintain them. Yeah, expensive those things are, Gareth. Yeah, I bought one the other week. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm Hiding got, oh, in your bedroom, is it? Yes. <laughs> yep. I'm a new, a new collector. Um, <laughs> here's my little boy. <laughs> I hoard nukes. Um, uh, oh, yeah, it's got a large megaton, I know. Uh, before, before we get carried away, yeah, we've already carried away. We but, always um, get carried away. I was going to... Uh, tell you about what happened Friday night. Oh, yes. Uh, I went in to catch the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra with Birds of Tokyo. You did. And it was freaking amazing. Uh, I want to, I got to thank, uh, Ali from MSO Publicity as well as, uh, Firestarter Media, the legends that they are, uh, because, uh, it's actually Firestarter's owned by the drummer from Birds of Tokyo. Yeah, love where he's, I sent us soap as, as you've, yep. As we like, so writes, showed before, we he, he writes so those media releases that, that piss us off, <laughs> <laughs> and they make very little mist- uh, very little typos in their in their press releases compared to some other other PRs. <laughs> so you know they're doing something right. Yeah, no, they do they do some uh, amazing. They look after some amazing artists. Uh, some of our own, like uh, I mentioned, Crystal earlier, Crystal Ignite, yes. and um, Kyle Taylor, and who keeps, Marlo, who keeps turning up to, earlier, who keeps turning up to open mic at the Suki Lounge. <laughs> He wasn't there on Sunday, actually. Um, oh, no. I oh, know. I was, like, looking for him. I was- it feel, feels lost. Kyle, you got to show up for Gareth's sake. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get carried away with the next couple of tracks we're going to finish on, um, just want to mention, of course, where you can find Bar Talk stuff and AMR's stuff, of course. For uh, AM- for AMR's socials, please, as please as you always do, like us on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Bar Talk, of course, Facebook and YouTube. We can find all the interviews up every week. Uh, and of course, you can subscribe subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or if you ha- don't know where you listen to your podcasts and just want to check us out, it's uh, shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or australiamusiciansradio.com. That's where you should go first. Hyphen talk, yes. Just go to australiamusiciansradio.com first the- and then just click the link to, to Acast if you want. The beauty of that is <laughs> I've set it up. So, no, you've set it up. It's pretty fancy. Uh, if you check yeah, out no, the bar good. talk page, you've yes, got all the you links. Gotta go to, like, look. It is actually it's it's the best. The- it's the best page, Dan. Okay, so if you've got the it. Spotify, you just link link there on the page. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you link it to the page. I've even got the button for iHeartRadio if you're on there. Um, or if you're, you know, it's got the link to the playlist on YouTube as well. I think I did very well. Yeah, yeah you did. Check it you out. Did. You can. But, yeah, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, you folks. Have a free T-shirt. Give us a like. Give <laughs> yeah. yeah, buy a t-shirt off us. Yes, go and buy a t-shirt. Yeah, uh, anyone that is local, come down uh, down to our French LA studio and pick one up for twenty five bucks. Uh, helping out the station only, too. Yeah, they're only limited, so it's just basically going to pay for the next lot. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just getting the brand out there. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks, guys, for tuning in. As always, Gareth, thank you for being, being a fun bloke to be hanging around with. Awesome fun as usual. 
Uh, we're going to quickly mention the songs we're going to finish off because there are a couple of really cool tracks. Uh, Blue Green is up first with his debut, actually, Morning Sunshine. Another Kiwi artist coming in with the goods, courtesy Nick Knack. Uh, going you, by the you, picture, he doesn't look like he knows where he's you're going. You're playing that many Kiwi artists on your show. You should have an honorary- you should be an honorary um, citizen. I? Yeah, I should get free access to their country. Mm. What do you reckon? I should be the travel bubble. The travel <laughs> bubble should revolve around me. Daniel Regardless M. of case numbers. Daniel M. Bubble. <laughs> Daniel M. Bubble. Yeah, Bubble's my middle name. <laughs> but yes, uh, he's from Mount Manganui, wherever the hell, wherever the hell that is. Mount Manganui, dude. You got to say it like it, Kui. Mount Manganui. Manganui. Ui. Uh, yeah, no, uh, cool stuff, Bluey. It's yeah, such a relaxing track that we, you know, really indicative of such a lot of the well, the really good indie that we get out from a few other artists. We're comparing it to a few other artists that we like, know and love, weren't we, during the break, Gareth? Yep. Um, but yeah, his uh, new song, Morning Sunshine's out now. I'm trying to work out whether he's got um, some more. Uh, yes, it's going to be off the debut EP, which will be coming out soon with an, with a video too. So watch the space. Keep an eye out, folks. Yeah, so uh, next up we do have Numbat, courtesy of Headstone Records. Great local local label there with um, putting out some great music from awesome Melbourne artists. But yeah, this one I believe is also the – is it the debut single of Numbat? I'm trying to see. Computer says no. Computer says no. Computer says don't know. Anyway, they've, uh, they're all, this is also going to be coming off an upcoming album. But yeah, this song is called TAFE uh, and it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, you're going to learn a lot. You reckon? With yeah. something called TAFE. Going to yeah. be schooled? Going to be well schooled in this, this song, are we? rather technical, this song. Yes. Technical and further educational. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good good crash course in, uh, shall we say, songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't We're know. We're burning this bad, I tell you. Oh, oh. No, we uh, should let we should let the we should let the crew go before we let their good listeners go before we make a fool of ourselves anymore. Yep. But yes, uh, thanks again for tuning in, guys. Thanks again, Gareth, for being being fun. Sweet. Um, it is. Uh, we're going to hear Bluey Green with Morning Sunshine and Numbat with Tafe to finish us off. I uh, will see you next next week with some more chit chat, won't we? Uh, yep. Hopefully not me because um, I'm you know busy ba- busy I'll man. Be, uh, you are. I'm just. Well, now I hope to be back. Of course I do. You'll be back. <laughs> You'll be back before you know it. Enjoy. Enjoy the tunes, folks. See and you guys. Keep it up. And ladies.
G'day, it's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR.